What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur, I've got another super amazing Six Figure Entrepreneur. I have, it's always a very lovely time to talk to Six Figure Entrepreneur on this show, to share their journey, to share their stories, lessons they have picked up. And today is not an exception. So before we get the show started, I will just pass the mic to Kevin. He will tell us a little bit about himself, about his business, then we get the show rolling. Maya, thank you so much for having me. I am Kevin Palmieri. I am the founder, CFO, and co-host of Next Level University. We are a global top 100 podcast. We have listeners in 125 plus countries, and we just crossed our 1000th episode. And the podcast for us is the majority of our brand, but we also have many businesses within that. So that is our baby, and I am blessed to be able to do it every single day. Okay, awesome. Uh, So let's just get started straight away. Can you just walk us through how you become an entrepreneur and how your journey of uh, into this entrepreneurship world I got started? Absolutely, yes. So it's interesting because if you looked at me when I was 25, number one, you would never believe I would ever be an entrepreneur, but you would assume that I was very, very, very happy because I had a high paying job. I had a beautiful girlfriend. I had a sports car. I had a new apartment. I had just done a bodybuilding show, so I was in the best shape of my life, but- I was actually pretty miserable. I was uh, very self-conscious. I had a very low level of confidence. I had low self-esteem, low self-worth. And one day, my girlfriend and I were having a conversation and we had just moved in with each other uh, three or four months prior to this. And she came to me and said, Kev, I wanna go live in California. We lived on the East Coast of the United States. She wanted to move across the country. And I gave her every reason in the world why she shouldn't do that. I was just afraid. I was afraid I was going to be left behind. I was afraid that we would fail. I was afraid that if she went there without me, she'd meet somebody new. And I told her that's not something I wanted to do. And that was the end of that conversation. Two weeks later, she came back and said, you know what? I'm going to move and I am no longer going to be with you because I need to do this. This is my dream. And I feel like you're trying to hold me back from that. So she ended up leaving me and that was the right thing. That's exactly what she should have done. And I'm proud of her for doing that. After she left, I had to look in the mirror for the first time ever. And I had to figure out, well, I'm not happy. I am insecure. And I don't know how anybody is ever going to love me again after this. I I feel like I just lost a very valuable relationship. So that's when I started self-improvement. That was my first initial dive into trying to learn and better myself. And I was reading different books, but the thing that I really leaned on was positive affirmations. I was very big into those at the time. And every night before I went to bed, I would say, I am talented, I am handsome, I am worthy, I'm intelligent. And this year, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. So the next year starts, I got a promotion at my job. I was in the construction industry. So I got a promotion to a foreman, which means I'm on every job from the very beginning to the very end. And that was wonderful because I was just trying to make as much money as humanly possible. But if you fast forward to the end of that year, 
I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. So every single week I was on the road in a different state doing a different job. And I was only home usually Saturday and then half day Sunday before I went back out on the road. But I loved it because I was making really good money. And we get to the end of that year. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I go to my table. I'm opening my final pay stub of the year. And I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. And I remember nothing changed. I assumed that I was going to feel good about myself. I assumed that I would feel more confident. My self-worth would be higher. My self-esteem would be higher. But I didn't feel any different. And in that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously. I had been assuming that external things would fix my internal state. And I wanted to live hyper-consciously, the opposite of unconscious. So I started a podcast shortly thereafter. And I remember almost overnight, I stopped caring about the money. I didn't care about my job anymore. I didn't want to travel. I just wanted a podcast. I wanted to have deep conversations with cool people. That's how this started for me. and. I would start calling out of work. I would show up late to the job. I'd leave the job site early. I didn't care about my work. I wasn't checking in. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get things done on time. And it got to the point where I was just so sick of my job. I felt so trapped there. I felt so stuck there. I was in a hotel room in New Jersey in the United States. And my alarm went off at 5.15 in the morning. I woke up. I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different channel. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. I know you want to leave, but too bad. It's not going to happen. If you do leave, what will your friends think? What will your family think? And do you really think you could be a successful podcaster? And I didn't. I didn't think that was possible for me. I didn't know how to do it. And in that moment, I felt like if I was to end my life, I would end my problems as well. Now, luckily. I have a very close circle of people around me. I messaged, uh, who is now the CEO of the company and, and my best friend and the co-founder, I messaged him and said, hey, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. I'm going through it. I'm having some negative thoughts. I don't know what's going on. And he said, Kevin, so much has changed for you over the last couple of years, but your environment hasn't changed that much. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So three or four months later, I left my job and I went full-time into what we're doing today. I was a broke, very broke entrepreneur for the next three years. But although I was broke, I was the most fulfilled I have ever been because it's, it's more about the mission than anything. It's more about the mission than the money. And that's part of the advice I would give to anybody out there is just understand why you're starting something in the first place. But yeah, that was when I quit. That was probably four years ago. So I've been a, a full-time entrepreneur for four years. And we've been able to really grow, scale, and, and monetize our podcast through the business. And that's where we are today. Okay, that's very, very uh, awesome. And it's, I think it's such an emotional story. And why did I say that? You know, it all started with you uh, from a very devastating uh, situation that you found yourself when mm. uh, you broke up with your girlfriend. And also, I can relate with your story because there was a particular point in time when I quit and, uh, from my uh, only full-time job and I was so broke for two years. Mine was two years, yours was three years. And I could uh, understand what it'd be like to be broke. But yeah. despite that, just like you, I was actually doing a lot of stuff. I was putting out content. I was writing. I was... Uh, 
sharing stuff i was learning along the line even though the money was not coming in but i was so passionate about what i was doing and at the end of the day the breakthrough came and uh, that was how it got started so uh your story is a very quite emotional one so from that time to present now how is your business now and uh, what is the structure of your business like and revenue-wise yes. where you are in 2020? Yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. We, the way that our business is set up is we think about our listeners <laughs> first. So if you think about it, a lot of businesses, they start and they say, okay, our products are going to be X amount of dollars. If people can't afford it too bad, they can go find another product. For us, we do seven episodes a week. So we do an episode every single day because that is one of our services, right? Our podcast is a service. It is with the intention of solving the problems that our listeners have. So that is the biggest part of our business, honestly. Although it doesn't make us any money directly, that is the biggest thing that we put the most amount of time in. But say somebody in our community says, okay, you know, I want to do coaching, but I can't afford coaching. I can't afford one-on-one coaching. I can't hire Kevin or Alan. That's totally fine. We have a free course, right? So we'll give you a free course. It's the most valuable free course you'll find. I guarantee it because that's the way we try to design it. All right, cool. You go through that and you say, all right, I have a little bit of extra money. Uh, I can invest in some coaching. All right, awesome. We have group coaching. Group coaching is set up for somebody who might be new to coaching. They want the community aspect and they don't have $150 a call to drop on coaching. Awesome. So then from there, we have one-on-one and we have retreats and we have a bunch of other businesses within our business. We do social media, we do websites, we do podcast stuff. Uh, We have a bunch of other stuff, but the way it's really set up for us is we have an amazing team. We don't have anybody that works for us. We all work together. We're all on a a similar mission. So we have a 16-person team where Alan is the CEO and I, we're the leadership and Christina is our uh, COO. And it's our focus to help the team get a little bit better every single day because when you get a little bit better, you become a little bit more capable and you can have a better life and you can also help in a bigger way. So that really is how our business is set up. It's it's not about creating sustainable or creating something that is passive. That is not the way our business is set up. We are based on value first, adding value. And a lot of what we do is very unscalable at the beginning, but we just try to build enough momentum. We build the systems in as we go, and then eventually it becomes fully scalable. Okay. Uh, speaking of doing the uh, unscalable stuff, so can you just walk us through the story of how you got that, your first sale, or probably that your first client when you are starting your business? So just tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the first client I ever got, Alan and I were living in Florida with one of our mentors, and I had no money, like very, very, very little money. I was living on credit cards. And I said, hey, I got to start making some money. Like, What should we do? And Alan said, well, we got to get you some clients. That's, I think that's probably the next step. And I said, all right, cool. So I reached out to somebody that I knew was a listener of the podcast because she had reached out. She had shared it. We've talked before. I knew her actually pretty well. And I said, hey, I'm thinking of doing some free coaching. I've never coached before, but it's something I'd like to try. And our brand is all about self-improvement. So I would like to help you improve your life. What do you think? It's totally free. And she said, yeah, I'm in. It sounds good. So I coached her for free for 
maybe a month or two. Then I messaged her one day and said, Hey, I can't do this for free anymore because my schedule is starting to fill up with podcasts and other things. And I have to start making money. What do you think of $50 a call? And she said, yeah, $50 a call is good. All right, cool. So we went to do $50 a call and then it went to $75 a call and then went to $100 a call. That was how I got my first real client. It was, which is extremely unscalable and not sustainable. It was for free. And I did that with a couple other people until I think I had maybe five or six clients. And then, then that's when the business started growing and we continued to get more clients. And then we opened up different monetization avenues. But yeah, I, I always advise that in the beginning, you have to create the demand. A lot of people worry about the supply first. And in most businesses, it's not the supply that ends up getting you. It's the lack of demand. You can have all the supply in the world, but if you don't have the demand or proof of concept, you're setting up a lot of things that you might not ever end up using. Yeah, I think uh, that is a very lovely one because uh, I once uh, wrote a book, which I never published, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the title of the book is Doing the Unscalable. And, uh, you know, for me, when I got started uh, as a book coach, as a self-publishing coach, I was actually reaching out to almost every author I can find around to just <clears throat> bundle them with a lot of value. And, you know, that was how someone out of the blue would just reach out to me, uh, who found me on Google. And that was how I got my first client, which was actually a very big deal, then, uh, a, a $1,000 uh, check. And it was a very awesome one. So, and since then, uh, even though I stopped doing all those, now, all those things now because... I, there is a lot of demand on my time and, you know, family, and I have to be there for my wife, uh, relax and enjoy my life, you know, but then what really got me started was doing those unscalable things, going on LinkedIn, just contributing to discussions inside LinkedIn group. And I can't do all those things today, but when I remember, just like you are saying, you know, those are the things that all, uh, got me that foundation of what I have today. And I think that we should just, uh, not be actually people for people starting now. We should not be wary of uh, actually doing those things that are not scalable. Everything is not really passive or automatic, like people always say. I think to me, all those uh, passive stuff are just bullshit because there is actually no passive stuff anyway. And for if you to even have that passive, if there is anything like that anyway, you have to do those uh, trenches uh, stuff in the initial stage and uh, just like you have said. So thank you so much for that story and for the tip that you gave our listeners. So of course, of course. from there, can you just give us one of the biggest lessons you have learned in your entrepreneurial right here? I would say the biggest lesson I have learned is you have to get, or you have to become wildly self-aware. So one of the best things I ever did was admit what I'm really, really bad at. And then on the opposite side of that coin, try to lean into what you're really, really, really good at. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of humans in general, but a lot of entrepreneurs, they try to convince themselves that there's something that they're not. So when Alan and I, so again, Alan is the CEO of the company and, and the co-founder, when him and I were deciding, okay, we have to kind of create some leadership and some management and some officers in this business, I said, Alan, you should be CEO, not me. I shouldn't be CEO. I'm not a CEO. I'm an operator. I'm really good at the day-to-day -day stuff. I'm not the visionary. I'm not the one who's charting the course 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. A lot of people, a lot of people go wrong. I think you have to be why. So when I think of ownership, 
and real humility, what I think of is you have to be humble enough to admit when you're great and you have to be humble enough to admit when you're not great at something. And I think that's ownership as well. Own when you're really good at something and own when you're not so good at something. And a lot of us try to focus on saying, you know what? I am this position because I started this company or I am this because this is what I want to do when that isn't always what's best for you. It's not always what's best for the business. It's not always what's best for the culture, for your families, for the world. So I would say for me, understanding the importance of self-awareness and realizing that some things I'm really good at, but there's other things that I'm not. And if other people can do them better than me, that's what they should be doing. Okay, awesome. So uh, let's just transition into my favorite part of this podcast where I have to ask my guests uh, some thought-provoking questions and they get back to me with answers. So Kevin, are you ready? I'm ready, my friend. Okay, what is one book that you have read that changed your life that you like to talk about or recommend for our listeners? I'm going to give you two books. Okay, I'm going to give you cool. two books. Cool. One, <laughs> one is Mindset by Carol Dweck. That is a great book for personal development and self-improvement. The book that I would recommend for business is Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. It is an incredible book. It has everything from sales to marketing to setting up your organization, everything you need to know. That is a wonderful book. Okay, awesome. So the link to all the two books that Kevin just mentioned, you can find it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Kevin in the search bar and the show note for this episode will pop right up. So still speaking about book, Kevin, if you have to write a book now, what would that book be about? Oh man. So at some point, I'm going to write a book on podcasting. I think that is what I would write a book on because after a thousand episodes, after a bunch of interviews, being on other shows, really studying and focusing on it every day for the last five years, I believe that I have a very high level of knowledge and I want to tell people the truth about what it takes to podcast, the results that you can expect, the pain points, the successes. So yeah, I would say podcasting would be the book for sure. Okay, so what is stopping you from writing that book or what has stopped you from writing it? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, a lack of time. So I just, started, I just started another podcast. So I'm doing eight episodes a week just in our business. Uh, I did 12 other shows this week. So I've been on 21 shows. I've done 21 podcast episodes this week alone. So there just isn't a lot of time. And honestly, I don't like writing. So it'll most likely be at a point when I'm ready to sit down with a ghostwriter and say, hey, I just want to verbally process this. I'm not a writer. I like speaking more than writing. So I would say those two things, lack of time and lack of necessity, honestly. Okay. You know, you know, one interesting thing, Kevin, you know, as a book coach, I've asked this question from almost all my guests on this show. And one thing that was uh, came up frequently, just like you said, is number one, the time and also the idea that you are not a writer. And for most people, they believe that it takes you a lot of time. You have to, some, even for some, uh, one of my guests, he mentioned the fact that he thought he has to uh, block out two years to write a book, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Or maybe you have to be a writer, but it doesn't have to be like that because <clears throat> just like uh, you are a guru in podcasting and there's a process for podcasting and a newbie coming cannot just jump into podcasting without knowing uh, the nuances and all the uh, uh, stuffs that pertain to podcasting. You know, writing a book doesn't have, number one, 
Uh, that is one misconception I want to just uh, talk about uh, presently. You know, writing a book doesn't actually need you to commit a lot of your time. In fact, I can say like just two hours in a week, uh, you can get your book done uh, if you have the right system. And uh, that is one lovely thing I've done over the years. And also with the aspect of writing, you don't actually need to write a damn word uh, for you to get your book. And your book will still be your own, will still be in your own words uh, because there are processes and systems that we have set in place for that. So uh, Kevin, if you are interested in, uh, we can have a conversation to uh, talk about that. And I will be very, very glad to offer my best advice and my best tip to get that book out of you. And it will be a very awesome time for you. And right on, my friend. Okay, awesome. So uh, right now, present day, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're super excited about in your business? Let's see. What is one thing? Uh, we just created an initiative called the Next Level Hope Foundation where every single... So it started out with once a year. I think we might do either twice a year or quarterly. But Alan and I are going to host events for children who are raised by single parents. Alan and I were both raised without fathers. So we rented out a YMCA and we had some kids come and we played basketball and we had pizza and all this stuff. So that's something I'm very excited about. Just continuing to grow that, uh, continuing to give back and continuing to tap into the why power behind why we started all this in the first place. Okay, awesome. So everybody has got a superpower. And as an entrepreneur, for us to survive, we surely have a superpower or even more that has helped us uh, to win in business. So what is that your superpower that has helped you to win in business and in life? Uh, I would probably say consistency. I mean, I basically do the same things every single day, seven days a week. And I know that's not what everybody wants. I would say that. And then I would say resilience. I mean, you know, over the, the course of a month, I might do a hundred podcasts. So I might do in a month what some people do in their podcast career. And I'm not, I don't mean that with ego. It's just, I'm willing to try to show up every single day and give it a little bit more and give it a little bit more and try to stretch the, the boundaries and get better and get better. So I would say resilience and consistency. Those are probably, probably the two things that I would consider my superpowers. Okay. Uh, so speaking of superpower, we've, we are all human and even though we have a lot of superpower, but we surely have one area we are struggling with. What is that one area you have been struggling with in your business and what are you doing about it? That is a, a great question. Um, I would say marketing. And the reason is because we don't care. Like we don't market. That's not, that's not our brand. That's not how we plan on winning. I think a lot of people are more focused on marketing than the actual product. I have never gotten a Big Mac from McDonald's that looks like it does on the commercials, oh, but I still keep going back. So that's, that's on me more than them. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something that we've struggled with, but it's not necessarily that we haven't known that. It's just one of the things that we don't put a lot of energy in because I think at the end of the day, when you build a real community based on organic value, marketing isn't as important as some people make it seem, at least in the way we're doing it. I know for many people, marketing is super important, but for us, we're going to do it through one-on-one -on -one real relationships. Adding more value than anybody else is something we're always trying to do. And having the trust in actual relationships with our community, I think that's what sets us apart. Yeah, you know, you know, Kevin, as a podcaster, I won't really be surprised are uh, you talking about you don't care about marketing. Why? Because uh, for me personally, 
in my most of my businesses are most of my clients have come from having one-on-one -on -one interaction and one-on-one -on -one conversation just like this and you know i don't i don't have any i i, I have a facebook account i have i'm not even on instagram i am not on twitter i'm on clubhouse but i think i have just two followers but you know the business is still going and where the business is coming from is where i focused on just like you said the relationship because at the end of the day, we are all human and we are selling to human. And people, people connect with you and people who connect with us tend to want to buy from us than just hiding behind funnels and all those kind of automated stuff, which I actually don't like. I think uh, I just got someone who really resonates well with what I believe in, just like you said. I don't care about the number of followers I have or maybe the number of uh, downloads I have. I just want to have conversation with interesting and awesome people create great content with them and have something i can ship out to the world that the world will say yes i think this is value and, and the world has a way of bringing uh that uh, goodness and goodies back to uh us and that is a very lovely one something i'm really passionate about so uh, keep going uh kevin and keep doing what you love i think we should be true to ourselves and we should not just look at someone else, what they are doing. You should just know what works for you, what to believe in. And that is one thing I got from you. I appreciate that very much. I agree. I agree. I, it all goes down to the reason why you're doing it, right? We didn't, I think a lot of people start something to make money. And obviously, if you're starting a business, it's important that you have that in mind. But when we started this and we started this brand, it wasn't with the intention of making money. So I think we're still in that. Yes, we make money and we we have a lot of that coming and that's great, but it's because we've stayed true to what we are and we also have very, very good systems behind the scenes. So it's for us, it's more about the relationships. And I mean, one of the best ways to grow a podcast is word of mouth anyway. And if you really impact somebody, they're more likely to tell people about you anyway. So there's there's plenty of ads going on on social media. I don't think we need any more. Yeah, I can agree. Like, uh, you know, those companies are actually making shitload of money from ads. And, you know, we can still get the same result by being human and always remembering who we are by having friendly conversation because that's what friend does. And, you know, you talk about sports, you talk about your passion for podcasting, you talk about business, you talk about politics and a whole lot of shit. So if you can, why not? Tom marketing it's something like that that you can just sit down and have a very friendly conversation with people who are likely to even become your friend and i think that is a awesome one that i have experimented with that i would never go back on that because it's actually much more uh fulfilling for me than just hiding behind one phone and just putting uh, emails out there and automating you know those kind of stuff so that is awesome so right now what, okay, what are you struggling with in your business? Other than the marketing, I think we're very, we're very strong. Uh, we're growing at a very, very rapid pace. We have a, a really good level of leadership. Our team is amazing. Things are the best they've ever been. And I would say, yeah, the, the marketing is the biggest thing, but that's one of the things that we just said, eh, you know what, we're not really going to worry about that too much. Okay, so for someone who is out there to uh, who is planning to start a podcast, just give us like two minutes. Uh, your best tip for anybody out there listening to this who wants to start a podcast like yours? Yeah, uh, number one, make sure in the beginning you invest in some sort of equipment. You don't need a three hundred dollar microphone. You can get a fifty dollar microphone off of Amazon, but make sure you have good audio quality. People are going to check 
And if they don't like what they hear, they're not going to stick around. So that would be one thing. The second thing would be you have to be consistent. If you're missing episodes, you will lose the trust of your listeners and they will go find somebody else to listen to because they're looking for a problem to be solved. And if you cannot consistently solve that problem, they're most likely not going to stick around. And then I would say you really, you have to go into the industry of podcasting, not thinking about uh, something being passive to your point earlier, you have to understand that you're building a business and you're building a brand and it's going to require your time to do it. Yes, you can hire people from the beginning, but people want to meet the hosts of the podcasts from my experience. So you have to make sure that you're building real relationships. It's, you know, you can have a million downloads and make $0. That happens all the time. Or you can have, you know, a hundred thousand downloads and make $25,000. That's possible too, depending on the level of the relationships you have and the level of value. And then I think the last thing I would say is uh, try to make money as early as you can. I think that's important because you need the money to reinvest in the business, but make sure you're thinking of the listeners first. When you sit down to do your content, when you sit down to do your episodes, when you're trying to figure out what guests to have on, think to yourself, okay, what are my listeners going through? And what can I say today that will add value to their lives? What are the problems I can solve for them? Who are the guests I can bring on that will help them solve these problems? And what would they take the most value from? You really have to understand at the end of, a, at the, end of the day, a podcast is a business and a podcast is a service. And it's your job to add the most value to your community. And the better you do that, the more likely you will be to succeed monetize and grow a successful brand all right entrepreneurs out there listening to this episode kevin has been there many thousands of our uh, podcast episode and he has understand he has figured out what was working and what is not so uh, i think these tips are uh, listeners out there who are starting try or planning to start a podcast if you can implement these tips from uh, kevin i surely know that things will work out because i myself i started uh two podcasts earlier but i was not really consistent and also i, I don't really have a uh precise uh, plan of what i wanted to do and what i wanted to pull out in the one it's just i just quit and i just forget about it but you know this time around i really have all my plans sorted out and uh, i'm really and that is the only thing i'm focusing on so thank you so much kevin for that value bomb it was of course. a very lovely one uh, so before we say goodbye can we just can you just tell us where we can connect with you online and where we can enjoy all the amazing stuff that you are curating Absolutely. Thank you so much. So if you like what we talked about today, we talk about this seven times a week. Uh, it's not always this much business. It's a lot about mindset and habits and consistency and all that. So Next Level University, we're on all the major podcast platforms and all of our episodes are also on YouTube. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, the best place to do it is Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. Okay. Awesome people listening to this episode. All the links to what are the places are Kevin has mentioned and the books he mentioned on this episode, you can find it by heading straight to the sixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Kevin in the uh, search box and the show note for this episode will pop up with all the resources and the link that Kevin just mentioned. So. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.